0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're now tuned in to Rec Radio, your number one audio variety show. We sure have a great show for you today, guys, and can't wait to get started. But first, here's your host, Romaine Orlando Robb. Yeah.
1: How's it going, guys? It's your host, Romain Orlando Rob, and today's episode is about indie publishing. So for all you indie publishers out there, pay very close attention to this episode, and we're out.
2: Hi there. Maybe you're in the mood for a delicious cup of coffee, or a soothing cup of relaxing and always flavorful fruit tea. How about some scrumptious crunchy granola, or maybe some organic and all-natural candy for that sweet tooth. We've got all that and much more. Check out our amazing brands on Rob. And that's with two B's, FBC.com. Again, the website is RobBFBC.com
3: times have we been doing this panel because we do do this panel at San Diego. San Diego so I think this is maybe the fourth time I've done this panel but I think maybe the first time I did it was two years ago yeah, okay. and in two right. ye- but I would say in two years it's evolved very quickly just the way media has evolved very quickly and even like maybe two years ago when we did this panel we were like, Oh, you know, tweet at us and now we're like, for God's sake, don't <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, tweet you know, smartly peed at peed us. Tweet intelligently at us. Tweet intelligently. But I but I mean it's like like honestly, some of the advice we gave that the, the the first time we did this panel, it's no longer valid because it, 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 it wears out. It's like it wears out its welcome. Like, yeah. like like we're always looking for novel ways And, you know, I, I whiffed a little bit of my my opening there, but um uh, you know, at the Beat is the site I run myself, I do have other writers, and you know, it's it's pretty much solely on my, my judgment, what I want, just, and it's it's given, you know, I used to plan things, but now, seeing as, as things are the most important thing in the world for 15 seconds at a time, I mean, it really does become like, oh, this thing I saw for 10 seconds, so I'll put it up. I mean, it really, there's no rhyme or reason to it, to be brutally honest. Um, At Publishers Weekly, we are far more structured because it is a magazine run by many different people. Um, And uh, just to answer a question that I get a lot, you can be reviewed in Publishers Weekly, even if you are a small press or self-published comic, um, as long as you have an ISDN number. And um, so that's super, super, super important. And if you don't know what an ISBN number is, you must, I highly advise you to find out. If you are publishing something with a spine or a number of pages, um, it is a way of cataloging your book that will enable it to be carried on Amazon and um, through through Barnes and Noble and through distributors. And and it's kind of like the baseline. Um, But uh, we are one of the few sections of Publishers Weekly that does review self-published material. Uh, whereas other prose books, we have to have a whole program where you have to pay to be included <laughs> in the program. Whereas in comics, we, we haven't had, we haven't done that yet, although um, that's because the tradition of self-publishing is very well established in comics. But you, anyway, you can get review to Publishers Weekly. You must get the book ahead of time. As opposed to on The Beat, where I'm working on a 15-second lead time, at Publishers Weekly, we work more on a Two to three month lead time for reviews. Uh, like you want to get your material as far in advance as you can, uh, so that booksellers will know about it, and um, uh, because that's what we are—we're a trade magazine. We go to booksellers, we go to librarians, and we want to give them the first advanced look at your book. Um, so um, anyway, I, I mean, this is just as a, a little preamble. I mean, but I mean, there are ways if you're you're shooting for for, you know, the top, Publishers Weekly is is definitely one of the top review spots for books and, you know, especially in the pre-press arena and we don't review everything we get. But, I mean, you have a shot. If I like your book, I will try to get it reviewed. I'll try to get it online or in the magazine. And, uh, you know, that's as simple as it is. If I like it, you know, I want to promote it. And I'm, I'm sure that goes for everybody on the panel.
4: I think one of the things about that and about what you guys have been saying too already is if you're hitting us up about this, understand that we've got concerns too. Time, deadlines, all these kind of things. Just the same that anybody else is facing. And I think the easiest way to get me not to look at your press release or read your comic is, and I don't mean this to sound as arrogant as it's going to, but don't sound like, don't come off like you're entitled to be doing it. It's, it, it. It seems like a simple thing. Like, like hey, retweet me. But if I don't know who you are, why should I recommend your thing? Take whatever time is necessary to craft the shortest, okay, be concise, the shortest grab that you can do to get my attention, tell me why your book is cool. One of the reasons for that shouldn't be it's the bestest ever. (laughs) I I
2: will say that that actually goes double, if not triple, when you're sending me information about your Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. Because now you're at the point where you're sitting there and going, hey, please give me free advertising so I can get money. Yeah. Somehow this doesn't compel me. I don't even uh, reopen those anymore. Well, nowadays, well, we can't. I'll, I'll tell you outright right now we will not run Kickstarter campaign stuff anymore, partially because we just partnered with Indiegogo. So, so, so don't, go, don't send us some stuff for, you know, for promoting your Kickstarter. If there's stuff you need help with your Kickstarter, we'll talk afterwards with pro-service and stuff, but that's a different thing. Um, but yes, what everybody's been saying here, be, you know, be helpful to you know, try and figure out what we need, what we want, make it as painless for us as possible, and don't insult us in the process. You know, learn to pronounce the guy's name who you're pitching to. For example, <laughs> this is a big one. It's
3: huge, right? <coughs> it's <you. laughs>
2: that was a terrible. <laughs>
3: Let's see you do better. Oh, um. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know. Right? I feel like. Uh, I mean, how many people here actually are, have a book that they published?
1: Okay, nice. so, so good,
3: yeah,
2: you know. How many, how many were in the process of making a book and getting ready for it? And planning, planners, yeah. Okay. I so. Okay.
3: Cool. Um, I mean, I, I, I think you're wise to come to this panel, because the competition is very fierce right now, just in terms of what's being published, that is so excellent. I mean, I was at the ICB2 conference yesterday, and uh, you know they're talking about how the industry is doing very well and running some statistics. and every person who's like in the business side of things are saying it's doing well because the content is so high. So you have a high bar to cross to get to, to get attention. But uh, you know, I mean we've told you what not to do here. And you know, assuming that everybody is professional and uh, polite and, and not entitled and everything, I mean, Gosh, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I think it's almost like crowdsourcing among my peers now, you know, when I see somebody oh, yeah. talking about sure. something. I mean, it's really hard. Even when we started doing this panel, when I, I would say, oh, I would open every email. I don't do that anymore, because I just get so much. <laughs> but I try, I try. Every once a week, I'll go through my backlog. But um, uh, it, it is it is a lot harder to get that initial, I think, right. Um, there are,
2: pe- when you talk about making lives easier for us and stuff like that, um, we occasionally get pitched. Um, one of the things I've, I've often said is that if you're willing to pitch an article to us, pitch another article to us that's not about your project. Um, we have a writer, there's a writer on a conference right now, Bobby Nash, who's, who writes pulp fiction of, you know, various and sundry types, old, old stuff like The Shadow and Greenhorn and stuff like that. <laughs> And yes, he'll sit down and promote his stuff and some of the things he's doing, but he'll also talk about a whole bunch of other neat, you know, pulp books that are coming out. That's the sort of thing that we love. The fact that somebody, you know, if you're willing to sit down and promote your stuff, yes, but don't make it, it's not all about you. Um, You know, again, getting back to the Twitter example, somebody who only tweets once a month and is only doing it to promote their, you know, to promote their book is boring. They're, you know, they're just, you know, you sit down and you you filter them out mentally. But if they're sitting down saying, hey, let me tell you about this thing over here, or um, somebody sent us an article a while back about Captain Marvel uh, and going through the history of women in aviation. And we said, that's dynamite, that's really neat. That brings a, a different sort of thing for what we're doing. And then, you know, if he's gonna talk to us about other stuff, absolutely. Yeah, Glenn,
4: I think that's a really, really good point. Mark Wheatley, Mm -hmm. does his facebook page is almost nothing but he posts his art when he does it Mm -hmm. but like every few hours he'll throw up some historical piece of art with some kind of notes about it (laughs) and i I, and you know mark's my friend but i have a lot of friends doing kickstarters that i can't cover all of them i can't wait for his to start so i can cover it because he's just doing so much comics history out there, he's contributed, mm-hmm. right. and that makes it real exciting for me. To, so, like, when it's time for him to do something, right? I, I can't wait. So that just expands on what you're saying. Yeah, and
2: I know I know Mark's working on that on that crowdfunding thing. Sorry, I going to mention those guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, exactly. We'll sit down and do that sort of. You know, we'll we'll certainly promote his stuff. Anyway, I mean, Mark's published stuff with us previously, um, but. Yeah, he's going to do other neat things, absolutely. We're going to sit down and talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah, and and also to the point, this
4: is a long established professional that Mm -hmm. we're talking about. So if you're going to put yourself in that arena, shouldn't you be contributing as much as somebody
2: who's eager to get into it? Yeah. Right, well, I mean, for example, the book that you were showing in the, 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 uh, because Alan just, oh, here it is. Um, You I swiped it?
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: I know, you wait till I stop looking. Um just showing this book around uh, for the Overstreet Guide to Collecting Comic and Animation Art. And I know that a lot of this stuff in here, you know, he doesn't own all the art, he doesn't own all of the articles. He doesn't. You know, man, if he, owns, if he owns some of this stuff, I'm, you know, what are you doing in comics, man? You should be retired by now. Um, but, that just you, hobby. Yeah. Huh. but that you get feedback from other people in the industry who are, who know about this stuff and want to talk about it and say, this is why I collect Don Heck artwork, or this is why I'm going after John Romita, or this is why I'm going after uh, Pete Craig Russell, and showing you and going, wow, look at this, this is neat. Um, it's a gorgeous book. Yeah, but that's the sort of thing. Here's
3: hers, <laughs> her. there you go. Oh, okay. See, that's how you do it. You sit on a panel and you give each other your books. That's very simple. But, uh, you know, also, uh, I, think, I think, I mean, but, you know, Mark Wheatley, I mean, obviously I've been reading his stuff for a long time, he's a very established guy. I mean, if I see an email coming to in my inbox from Mark Wheatley, I open it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the assumption is that something good is in there. Um, for you guys who are just starting out, how, how, how you know, you've got to make that initial contact. And I, I, I do agree with kind of what, what Glenn just said. Like, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I just, my eyes glaze over now with the Kickstarter crowdfunding emails, and it's really hard for me to, to get up to too much gumption for them, to open them up and to really think about them. However, so the sneakiest way, really, is to write me something else, you know, with a headline about, you know, your post on dishwashers was so fascinating. I mean, and then I am going to open that email, <laughs> you know. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, it could be your article was horrible and I'm still going to open that email. You know, but then you've got a dialogue going, you know. And I mean, I think, I I mean, I'll, I'll be sick of this next year when we do this panel, I'll be like, please do not email me anything about my site. Um, but, but no, but I mean, for right now, it's 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 all these, because we're bombarded constantly, um, so I well, think for example,
2: we're about to open up the floor to questions and, and comments from, from you guys.
3: And this is and your only chance. This is like X Factor. You know, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but but exactly the same thing. If you
2: sit down and just and are just talking about, well, here I want to tell you about this story and so on and so. Forth. Other people in just think about how other people in the room would respond to that sort of thing. If it comes across that you're going to bore everybody else in the room by just talking about yourself. There's a good chance you might bore us too, Um, but if you sit down and ask a question that, if you sit down and engage something that engages a wider audience, you know, has something that deals with a lot more stuff, you're gonna have more impact. Is you know, the the idea is that you're basically discussing, you know, it's news coverage. You know, give something that a consumer of news would want to know about. Given the sort of thing that would make it worthwhile for somebody to know, you know, when you when you turn on the news, yes, you're looking for new and different information, and that's really it. You are looking for something new and different, you know, something that impacts you. Not the sort of, you know, it's the same stuff that everybody else is talking about.
3: Well, you know, I was going through my Facebook uh, feed and I saw um, Chuck Forsman posting about uh, his girlfriend, uh, Melinda, um, I'm forgetting her name. It's terrible. Uh, Mendez, Melissa Mendez, had done this fanzine about Friday Night Lights and gotten all these car- indie cartoonists to do a comic anthology about Friday Night Lights. And I'm like, wow! I did not know this was the show that the you know recent comic center for cartoon study grads love. So I mean, I immediately put that up on my site, and you know, it got picked up by by you know Scott Porter and the people who were on the show were eventually tweeting about about the book, and I know they got a lot of sales out of it. And, you know, to me, that was newsworthy. It was mm-hmm. like, like, I mean, I've seen, you know, if you tell me you're doing a Star Wars anthology, oh man, that's so interesting, no one's done that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but Friday Night Lights, I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen like a modern show, finally something that happened after 1985 that people were interested in. Wow, this is great. Right. Well,
2: so, okay, I'll, I'll give you an example, and and this point, I, I will toot my own um, we're uh, we're
3: his human horn.
2: <laughs> my human <laughs> horn is the word my never <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is the gift that keeps on giving. One of the one of the projects that we're currently uh, curating for IndieGoGo is a revival of the middle uh, the middleman. If you know that that comic book, that graphic novel, that's um, also was a brief. Very brief but deeply beloved TV show on ABC Family. And we were able to get a lot of news coverage on that because, they, hey, look, we're doing this sort of thing and we're gonna get the cast back together and we're gonna tie the TV and the comic book stories together and, and all that other good stuff. But that was at least news and it, you know, that was that reached out to an audience that were looking for this sort of stuff. And it, you had a particular news hope that you could go with. I realize that it's sometimes difficult, you know, with when you're coming up with something completely new or different. But if you had, if you had a comic book that said, for example, dealt with Occupy Wall Street, you know, now I'm dating myself because that was so two years ago. <laughs> um, but if you decided that you were going to do, um, oh, I don't know, a comic book um, history of television, as an example, if you wanted to do a play that was a comic book that was similar to the play The Farnsworth Invention, as an example, or you wanted to try and come up with a comic book history of musical theater. Something that, you know. I know a so guy who did a
3: comic about the history of the Ford Pinto, and it's fascinating. Right. For oh, real. Sure, off.
2: no, I, I yeah, believe it. It. I know, you know, I think you'd like it. Um, <laughs> um, the, evil twin co- the Evil Twin Comics guys, you know, when they did action philosophers, oh, yes. you yes. know, they got us to write about philosophy stuff that we fell asleep in in college yeah I, I'll, I'll I
4: think one, one of the things one of the things about it when you're getting ready to send us something like you said we're gonna we'll end up taking questions here so one of the things is you're looking for help to publicize what you're doing what we're asking sort of collectively is help us to help you <laughs> you know the fir- the first step is find a way to get our attention and the second sort of Via that same one, is realize that other people are trying the same thing. Find the way to stand out cleverly, like Heidi was talking about. Engage us in some other way. That's that's a really good step. Mm -hmm. it it also it also shows that you're not just coming to us just for that. You want to. You and it shows, your, it yeah, shows you're
1: valuable. I mean, I yeah. have to say, okay. it shows you're looking,
3: you're, you're, you're aware, and you're bringing more to the party.
1: Well, along with that, and, and this kind of goes along with Glenn uh, talk about, um, you know, actually talk about your product. Uh, at the last panel we did of this at San Diego, um, there was a guy who basically said, you know, I'm not, I don't seem to be getting press coverage for our, our comic line. And I was like, okay, well, tell me about your comic line. And he talked about this newspaper in Chicago has covered it, and this magazine has covered it, and this guy said it was really, and gave him a good review. And, and I stopped him one point, like, okay, you've been talking for almost a minute, and all you've told me is that other people like it. I have no idea what you do other than you apparently live in Chicago. That's, <laughs> which in this age of the internet means nothing, honestly. Like, unless you're bringing that viewpoint into the stories, you know, but I I knew nothing about, I still don't know anything about the narrative or or what the stories were if it was just a publishing imprint that did lots of genres or if they had one cohesive genre or if they had a linking system between the stories the way CrossGen did or whatever. Like, I I had no idea because all he was doing was telling me other people like it, the implication being, therefore, you should.
2: (laughs) Um, And, and... Noting to our other two panelists about um, A, asking for help, and B, the X Factor reference. When you're coming to us, yes, exactly that sort of thing. You've, you've all seen X Factor and American Idol auditions. Don't lie to me, you've watched them. <laughs> <laughs> and you've no all seen. Children? And you've <laughs> all seen the schmuck who goes up there on stage and sits down and, sit, and literally is going up to people who. Hold the, the career decision in their hands as to whether or not they get on the show, and proceed to be rude, entitled, insulting, any of those other things. You're lucky to have. Me. Yes, exactly.
3: Don't you know I have this
2: great voice? You, know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you And then on the other hand, you compare it to something like, say, The Voice, which you know, where we don't see any of that. The only thing that you're living on is your ability to perform at that moment.
0: Go forth and do likewise. Yeah, yeah well,
3: I mean,
2: and with that, shall we open up the floor to questions?
0: Yeah, I just want to uh, real briefly. Uh, somehow it didn't get back to me. I'm uh, Matthew. <laughs> 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 that was just, uh, we just introduced they, ourselves. They just took over the whole thing. <laughs> you got to uh, jump in, sir. That's yeah, the man. Problem. I'm from uh, First like, Comics News.
4: Like tossing Cheese and
0: the Room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my big advice to everyone, if you want to do this, is when you reach out, before you email us, if you have a friend. Email them what you're going to email us, and have them look at it. We get I get emails oh, yeah. with bad URLs, misspellings. Yeah. I have one that had a link to the file that wasn't there. It's just uh, have them look it over. I had a comic come in about two months ago, out of the blue, unsolicited. I actually liked it quite a bit. No contact information anywhere on it. No way for me to tell my readers how to order it. They wanted. I don't know, like the Hardy Boys, to find these people and track them down. And here was a comic I actually enjoyed. It was a fresh look at something, it was interesting, I wanted to promote it, and I wound up deleting the email because I can't spend three hours trying to decipher the code to help this person. Mm -hmm. Send it to someone who's not involved in the process, ask them, am I coming across clear, quickly? Is everything work? Click on the links, check the spelling, check the grammar. It's just little things that people overlook that wind up getting just deleted. It
2: is, it is very, very easy to, to you know, it, again, what Heidi was saying, you know, you got 10 or 15 seconds and for whatever reason it may be mercurial to just click us by. And in some cases, you know, in the extreme cases it gets even worse. I, I, you know, we had somebody send us a cease and desist letter when we were promoting their product. <laughs> That was a, yeah, anyways, just, there stupid. Was, there was a movie studio. I swear to God, there was a movie studio that we were promoting their product, and they complained that we weren't using the right image for their product. That you should only use these images. Here's a cease and desist letter, and I said, "What?" And I and I said, "Well, no, this is an image from your stuff." And they they said back and said, "No, no, 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 no you're going to do this, you know." And we gave them a chance. Uh, they proceeded to continue an idiot about it we said fine we're pulling every article that you uh, that we have about your movie everything from your studio everything else like that here's the letter on this sort of stuff and i posted it at nine o'clock at night here so everybody in california where this was going had already gone to bed i made sure that press sites in england already had
1: it (laughs) so i had
2: 12 hours of lead time by the time it was already in IMDb, everything else like that. By the time I was done, it had gone all the way over the world. The next morning, I received a very apologetic letter from the president of the company and the PR firm, saying, "We're very, very sorry.
1: We yeah. didn't know
2: what they were doing." Ah. <laughs> that movie company isn't in existence anymore. <laughs> yeah. I will not shop them. <laughs> well, no, because because they did such a horrible yeah. job of this sort of stuff, and you know, you pissed off you pissed off the people who. Who are trying to help you out here?
0: And, you know. Yeah, I actually had someone send me their uh, unpublished original comic, and in the initial email said, I am willing to sue if you upload this to Pirate Bay.
1: It's good to start with a threat. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs>
0: whatever. And second of all, if I did upload it to Pirate Bay, and would sit there for three years with one seater, no yeah, no yeah, downloads, because nobody cares. It, you yeah. Know, it's published. yeah, that's. I mean, just to threaten people right off the bat is, uh, like again, send dangerous. it to your mom. Ask her what she thinks of it, if it's a good idea to threaten to sue while asking for help. Yes. And if, if at all possible, go into store 24, buy an energy drink, and say, I'm going to sue you, and see how far that gets you. It's just rude, and uh, it's a quick way to be deleted.
4: Matt, one thing I want to say about that
0: sure. is when you're, sending the, when you're sending this
4: email in your, your PR kit, whatever you're sending us, and you're having somebody look at it ahead of time, which is a fantastic suggestion. Don't send it to somebody who's just impressed that you can write. Send it to somebody who's going to tell you the truth.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, uh, somebody who to doesn't like you. Somebody who, <laughs> doesn't, somebody, somebody who has
2: no trouble mocking you. And you know, and, you know, like any of these people on these panel, I send up to you for my uh, stuff. Gaslighting. You know, gas. like, We're
3: only human. Yeah. Uh, Yes! All <laughs> right,
0: anybody have any questions for the panel? This is your time. Sir? Hi, uh, my name's Anthony Aracazer. I set this up probably all of you, about. I have a I have an Indiegogo going right now for a book that's coming out from Action. Okay. And um, part of the reason it's an Indiegogo, no offense. No,
2: Indiegogo, no, we're working with <laughs> Indiegogo. Yeah, <laughs> they
1: work with Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah, we're working with Indiegogo, with Indiegogo. right? But, but, yeah, for what, I, that's a okay. Uh, okay. It's because I'm Canadian and Kickstarter doesn't mm. all Okay.
0: But I also, I, I like the way Indiegogo is structured. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I had to have made a choice, I would probably have gone with Indiegogo. But I wonder, uh, is there a bias uh, in, w- when there is coverage, because I know how you're saying, I don't you don't even like to look at them anymore. Is there a bias in coverage between Kickstarter and Indiegogo based on the brand recognition or, you know,
2: there's, there's no bias, per se, as far as coverage on comics news sites. There may be a bias as far as what Kickstarter reaches a certain audience versus what Indiegogo reaches for a certain audience. I will note that there is at least a partial bias on Kickstarter with retailers because the way Kickstarter works, you can't order more than 10 copies of any item and they specifically design it in a way that they don't allow wholesale. So as a result, there are a number of <coughs> retailers who have said outright, "We will not buy anything from Kickstarter." That maybe ch- that you know, and some people will just say, "We won't buy anything from any crowdfunding site." And there, ever, there's not much you can do about that. But at least if you go with somebody like Indiegogo or stuff like that, you can craft for retailers. You can craft for doing other things like that. We'll talk after the panel. I think there's a longer discussion about that.
3: Yeah. Wait, well, could I, could I, I actually, I, can I just ask, because Glenn, I know yeah. you're a partner with Indiegogo, yes. and, and can you just explain what that is? Because I, I saw the press release, and I actually right. want to talk to you. You know.
2: Uh, well, among other things, we're we're curating projects for them. Um, but there are also a lot of people, for example, who've come to Indiegogo you know, putting together comics and don't know how to do, don't have all the pieces in place. So for example, they're sitting there going, well, we know We'll, we'll get the art done, but then we have no idea how to get it printed, or how to get it distributed, or stuff like that. So we're we're kind of helping we're helping a number of creators get over some of that hump, and also help do additional marketing, being able to get into the you know, do it in stores and everything else like that. And in some cases, you know, there some projects that are just going to come along where we'll be able to sit down and say, hey, we're going to we think this is a neat project. We should sit down and you know get this farther, you know, do additional promotion on it. So, and Indiegogo in the meantime is also helping us. You know, we're reaching an entirely different bunch of people that aren't in, you know, who aren't necessarily reading through comic shop, but who are, you know, who are web savvy and who are just. There's an entirely different market that we just that really hasn't been well tapped.
0: Yeah, if you do do a Kickstarter, everyone's familiar with Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Everyone's been to Kickstarter. If you send me a link to Kickstarter and Mm -hmm. ask me to publicize your comic. What am I supposed to do with that week? If you've ever been on Kickstarter, it's divided into different groups. There's photos, there's embedding. I'm not gonna spend an hour copying and pasting and editing. Yeah, if yeah. you do, at least send it in an easy to copy and paste format with some images, because Kickstarter will embed the images, they're partial images. I'm not gonna go through the trouble. Yeah. So I mean, if you're gonna do the, the crowd surfing, which is fine, uh, just keep that in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, gentleman in the front. Hi. Um
2: Question: When reaching out to press, uh, I've heard I've had some people say that because press is so busy, you should pretty much like write the article, write out a press release, so they can just post it. Then I've had other people say that press hate that, and that you should just write a really succinct, short like, "Hi, this is who I am. This is our project. Please contact me if you're interested." Uh, I, I, you're I, am,
0: what I am I am so know. lazy when it comes <laughs> to these things. <laughs> give me as much as you can for me personally. I mean, I don't wanna email you back asking for information. I don't wanna do detective work. The more stuff I can copy and paste, I mean, don't be, you know, pleasuring yourself in the email. You know, the (laughs) greatest comic book ever discovered in the history of mankind. But give me information that I can use. And uh, for me personally, anyway, I mean, don't just be bare bones about it. Just give me what I can use in a format
1: I can utilize to get it posted quickly and efficiently. Yeah, I'd, I'd say kind of a mix between the two approaches you were talking about, because like, you know, give give me all the info, but also give each bit succinctly. You know, so when you're talking about the artists, you know, name if they have done other work, tell me like briefly they did this work and they did that work or a link to whatever the thing. You don't have to then tell me like, you know, they grew up in Chicago and they did this yeah. and, you know, they, they, they're they personal friends with these guys and they studied at the Joker. Joe Kubert School, like I don't necessarily need that. So I'd say like a mix of, you know, a lot the whole shebang, but keeps it sync. Likewise, if you're if you're sending images, you know, three pages as a JPEG is okay or a PDF is okay. Don't send me like 27 JPEGs that it's going to take my email is going to freak out about all the the images, especially depending on the high res. Or yeah, high remember res. we're
0: not going to print this out and cover a billboard with it. Yeah, I don't yeah. need a two million by two million 80, resolution photo. Yeah. <laughs> But well, by
1: the same token, give
2: us something that if we actually put it on a screen, you can actually read the lettering. That's the flip side of that argument because there's some people who just, you know, they send us such a low resolution, you know, the lettering is, you know, gray pixel, white pixel, gray, darker gray pixel. You, you
3: know, I mean, your question is a good question. I think it also comes down to... Um, house style. N- well, house style, but I, I mean, it, you know, if you're sending out a blanket press release, you know, you don't know what they're gonna like. If you're specifically targeting specific websites, you really should kind of study it and see what they run. Do they? You know, I do a lot, run a lot of press releases. You know, I'm, I'm basically a one-person shop, and and you know, I don't have time to sit down and lovingly reword this press release that you sat down and lovingly wrote. You know, I mean, um, and I think my readers are okay with that. Um, so I mean, you know, your guys are. I don't <laughs> you know. Real, like the cranky version between San Diego and here, we <laughs> all took a dark turn, it's like, it like villains month or something. Because, uh, you know, normally we're uh, very upbeat, you know, we're like, Oh, we really want to discover new things, and um, <laughs> oh, no, uh, yeah, we still do, we still do. Um, I, 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 I um, That's for me, it's like, uh, you nice. must, though, an image is so important, you know. And I mean, I will, if you send me a big long press release, I'm gonna go like that, you know, TLDR. Uh, with a great image, I'm gonna sit there and be wow, I love this. You know, I mean that's that and that's how most people are now. I mean look at Tumblr and Buzzfeed and Twitter. I mean everybody's got that. And ten not, only, not only that, yeah. we're
4: covering a visual media. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. On the other hand, if you send me a word a press release with the word legendary in it, yeah. chances are I'm not using it. Yeah. Unless <laughs>
1: you're both I do mean, not use the phrase "Imagine a world." Yeah, and also, I mean,
3: I, it will definitely help it if you if you don't put exclamation if you write a press release that's very factual and yet informative. And I can just cut, and I don't have to take out, you know, the exciting return of the best car. Co- you know, I'm that I'm get annoyed and go on to the next. Hey,
2: we all time. grew up on Stanley Comics, so You're not impressing us. Yeah. So. <laughs> Stan,
3: do that. All
0: yeah. right, questions, gentlemen.
4: I'm starting to build my web presence now and I'm building a website and I've got the, uh, I've got a Facebook pro page and a Twitter that's semi-defunct. Um, and what I've been wondering is, I know that you're supposed to, you know, have something unique on all the different outlets, but I, I'm not 100% sure which outlet should be the best hub for all of it. Like, if, if I want people coming back every day, should it be more for the website, should it be more for the Facebook page? I'm not sure exactly. Which what's, the best what's your goal?
2: Is is I'm gonna is real quick. Okay. I mean, is your goal to sit down and get a bunch of people following you? Is your goal to get people to buy comic? How are you looking to monetize it? Are you looking to you know? Are you looking to promote something that's well, something
4: Right right now, I'm uh, building indie comics and doing artwork, and I'm an artist at a few conventions. And so, mm-hmm. really, I want more basic attention on me so that
1: people can find me while I'm. Promoting. Well, let me let me ask you this. So you got. Tumblr and Twitter and, and what else? I don't, I don't have Tumblr. I you don't have, have Tumblr. I don't have
4: Tumblr? I don't have Tumblr and I don't have Instagram. I have right. a Facebook fan, uh, ProPage, the Twitter, and I'm building a website now.
1: Well, I mean, the the thing with some of these things will now uh, work in conjunction with each other. So if if you uh, are putting up pieces on Twitter, you could do that because that will go to Facebook. I personally think if you're going to... Like, if, if let's say you want to advertise some artwork and, hey, here's pencils of... A page, I'm doing for whatever. I personally think Tumblr or Facebook work best for that, and then you can do Twitter links to it. Uh, if you're going to do Twitter links, make sure it's not that that's not all the Twitter is links to something else. Like, uh, yeah. you know, re- retweet other things, other artists that you find interesting. Like, open up a dialogue with certain people hey, what do you think about this kind of approach to blah blah blah. Um, yeah. I, I, I generally use this thing, find the,
2: find the platform that you find easiest to engage with yeah. and stick with it. Heidi spends a lot more time on Twitter than I do. Um, I think we probably spend more time on Facebook than you do. Right. Um, every, you know, the the big thing is find a medium that y- you know, that you enjoy spending time on because you're going to have to spend time on it.
3: But I would also say, just to get back to as a press person, you should have everything on your website. Mm -hmm. You know, Twitter's for lunch updates, you know, uh, not your website. But uh, everything else should be there, because then if I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, what about this? Hey, and then I Google it, your site comes up, and I'm looking, and I'm like, wait, I just, I thought I saw on Twitter, you put up that cover, but I can't find it here. You know? And then I'm like, and that happens all the time. If nothing else you should be on. All the time. If nothing
2: else you should be on there, you know, as universally as possible just to protect trademark. Yeah. You know, just to make sure that you've got, you know, comic mix or whatever it may happen to be. You know, everyone's, because there's nothing, it's oh, something less fun than having to sit down and send a letter to somebody and say, Cease and and saying, You're using our trademark on your Instagram account. Knock it off.
3: You know, I think the whole thing about you need to have different things and different platforms is for followers and fans and that sort of stuff. And I think it really uh, works if you're, you know, Justin Bieber, maybe. I think at the level a lot of you guys are at, I mean, I, like I say, I'm not going to go look at your Twitter and your Tumblr and your. Your thing on your Facebook. I mean, I might catch sight of it on one of those things, like like I do on Facebook quite a bit. Um, yeah, and
0: if you do have a Twitter, have a personal Twitter and a professional Twitter, yeah. because that's a cool. lot of you guys are entering contests where you have to retweet things, and that's so annoying. You yeah. will get just get blocked and discarded. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? We're short on time, sir. Uh, I know uh, at a con like this, you've
4: got a lot of people who are coming up to you, like, throwing books at you.
0: you It's terrible.
4: Well, that's the question.
0: Yeah, don't hand me a book and then hold out your hand thinking you sold it to me. (laughs) Please, because that's happening. (laughs) Really? Yes. What a dick. I uh, (laughs) I saw a mad fraction, actually wrote a post about pitching at cons, and I kind of wonder if this is maybe similar in terms of looking for press at cons is uh, if I throw you a book at con, is it kind of the problem of like it's just going to be one among thousands? So
4: maybe email it to Well, you're going to, to be, be one, one among you thousands know, either way.
0: <laughs> you know,
3: yeah, I agree. And, and he, I mean, look, it's up to you if you could afford to give me that book. You know, I might just turn around, but I might like it, you know? So um, it is a little bit of a crapshoot. And Matt, you know, Matt was one of those tough, tough truths. Uh, about, you know, always jettison your garbage before going to a, to hyperspace, you know? I mean, before we leave our hotel rooms, we pack. I, I got home, so I'm just going to take it home with me, and the cat's going to throw up on it, so... We will throw
0: it away in our hotel room, not in front of you. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. that. But here, my home, I just... Most here. of the time. Yeah. Most if of the time. If you could Instagram you
3: throwing it
4: away, it's still pressed.
1: Nope. <laughs> <It's still laughs> Good press. That's I got an idea. idea. <laughs>
2: set aside lightly, <laughs> and thrown with great force across the room. Uh, I, <laughs> new
1: the, real thing at cons, the real thing at cons, I think, is not so much necessarily throwing us a book, but it's making that connection, so that when you do send us the email yeah. or the press thing, we can say, "All right, that that's Tony, who was really nice and had that great thing to say about whatever. Um, so yeah, like come up. If you want to come up, you know, give give a give a card and, and super have a well, chat. A
3: super well-designed postcard is, is really a great promotional
1: tool. Oh yeah, postcards are fantastic. I mean, that's like the minimum. They weigh you know, nothing.
3: I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have a postcard than a book at a con, to be honest. And then yeah. I can see if I like it or not, and, you know, if you have an image.
1: And then you do the follow-up email. Right. You know, you, you yeah. email later, like, hey, we met at the con, and I, I might have mentioned uh, the book to you and here's, here's like the opening cover page, or here's, you know, would you, do you think this is something you'd be interested in?
0: Yeah, I personally like getting the full books, because at the end of the convention, I'll go home and unpack, and half of the books I don't even remember taking. And it'll refresh me, I'll have the book, I don't have to email you or try to contact you. And then when I have friends over, these comics kind of sit out, and they pick them up, and they're like, dude, what was this? This is awesome. It's like, oh, I don't know, something some guy handed to me, and then I'll look at it again digital things. They just sit in my email and God, there's been so many where I've looked back and said, Oh, it's the, the book about the guy in the cape. No. What, what was the name of it? Cause you know, I have 14,000 emails. I can't remember it. And then it's just well, it's not worth the time. We only have a few more minutes. So uh, in the back,
4: this has been a Rob radio network production. Check out our website at rrn.robbent.com.